Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Loonsville. I'm Jeff. I'm here with Sid, and we're going to review some fucking movies. Right. Uh, tonight we watched Stage Fright. I like this movie. This movie it... is Italian cinematic greatness. I, I, I've seen it a long time ago, but I this is the first like rewatch that I have done for a long time. It's as good as it was the first time I watched. <laughs> yeah, I uh, oddly enough and kind of disappointingly enough had never watched this movie before. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and I'm happy with the choice because it was <laughs> it it's fun to watch, man. It's I don't know if I would say well uh, dubbed. <laughs> oh, no, it's not well dubbed. <laughs> but as far as the the writing, the direction, everything in that aspect and sense, it was all great. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie at all. I mean, at least they were consistent with the dubs. They all sucked. Including yeah. the cat. I mean, even the cat had a bad voiceover. What's up with that? Well, most movies, like especially Italian flicks, their dubs are always like a little off most of the time. Yeah, especially with animals, there'll be like a dog <laughs> panting, and it's like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dog being fucking punched in the side. He's growling at you. He's growling, but the dog just looks like his like tongue sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like. uh I like when they're Italian films that are dubbed in, or they'll have English subtitles, but they're dubbed in German or something. That always yeah. strikes me as a what-the-fuck moment. Like, you couldn't find people to dub it in English? Because, <laughs> you know, Italian filmmakers, especially with like the horror genre, they always went for... Like, the American shit. They always go for, like, the States. You know, they're never really based in Canada or anywhere else, for that matter. I've I've seen a couple that are based in, like, Germany or France and shit. But for the most part, they went the United States and... Yeah. Well, that's for the market and stuff. Yeah. They're... Because they're more extreme than fucking American movies were... Especially oh yeah, the seventies, eighties, definitely. They were they were greatness. I mean, at at the time, you know, we were more. And being that this one is a slasher flick, it kind of makes it that much better. Because in the eighties, you know, that's that's when early eighties, I should say, is when the the slasher flicks coming from here were kind of falling off. Before Freddy Krueger came out and gave him a little fucking kick in the nuts. They were, they had Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty much doing all the work, lifting the fucking slasher genre. I mean, Texas Chainsaw kind of, you know, fell off the wagon. They had the first one, which was great. The second one did the whole comedy bit. I still like the movie, yeah. but. I like it. Too. The genre, or. Not the genre, but the series itself was kind of lacking. Michael Myers, 
they they had Halloween two, and then they went season of the witch. Which again, I like that movie, but Michael's not in it. It's not a slasher. The the genre was kind of taking a hit, and Italy was really kind of picking that slack up. Man, they have a lot of great Italian, and they're brutal. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of great Italian slasher flicks and just horror flicks in general that not a lot of people outside of you know, real horror fans and kind of gore nuts and shit watch. Yeah. So this movie has, before we get into the plot and all that stuff, this movie has the guy. Yeah. The gay guy. That's played by the guy that gets his dick cut off in um, Cannibal Fear. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> Speaking of dick shots, you ever see, um, oh my god, what's, oh, what's that, fuck, now I forgot the movie, it starts out in a psych ward, the guy escapes, it's from like 1984, and it's, it's at a college, oh fuck, what's it called? Damn it, now I can't remember the name of the movie, but one of the first... Actually, I think it is the first kill in the movie. The guy goes to a supply closet and gets stabbed in the dick by the killer. <laughs> I also want to say who wrote it, and then we could go through the plot. Because the guy who wrote it, he, most people would know him as George Eastman. He wrote Anthropophagus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen that one. <laughs> No, I haven't seen that. Oh, we still have to do that one one of these days because that movie is. It's it is. Great. It's it's kind of a. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if if any of our listeners are into um, Italian horror, mostly, George Eastman wrote this, and the guy who gets his dick cut off in Cannibal Firax is in it. Yeah, and, and he has. A terrible overdub. I mean, it's it's one of the worst ones in the movie. Just because he's he's portraying a gay man in the film. And they gave him the most flamboyantly overly gay fucking cartoon voiceover ever. That's what I got. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it, I swear. I was in a whole different room. It's like it's something that came out of fucking Family Guy. <laughs> or Mr. Garrison. No, Mr. Garrison is less gay than this guy. <laughs> well, more less gay than his voice. Yeah, I, I should or his say dad. that. <laughs> it, oh, it's... Yeah. It could have definitely been... <laughs> it it could have been so much better the dubs i mean the movie would the movie would just be above and beyond amazing if the dubs weren't shitty even even the sound like the sound effects got dubbed and they're yeah. so shitty i wanted to fucking turn the movie off the first second it started because water sloshing sounds 
bother me, and they are gratuitous in this fucking film. I don't even know why. Why they bother me or why they're so... Why in this movie they decide to have water slots? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, the whole opening cinematic, like, just the opening credits, there's water sloshing in the background for no fucking reason. Yeah. It must be a normal thing what you go through, like, the whole, like, hatred of the water slosh, because (laughs) they put it in there for a reason. There's no water in the fucking movie, so it's not like it's... Well, I mean, it's raining, but... Yeah, there's not like there's no there's nobody walking through puddles, and even when they are, when the when they go to leave the building and when they're coming back to the building, you don't hear a puddle splash, not one footstep. It was that damn. Yeah, cat. the cat is fucking walking around right after the opening sequence, <laughs> and like that fucker was splashing that water that bad. And it doesn't even sound like water splashing either. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. I don't even like it when I mimic the sound. It's like a busted pipe, but it's not busted all the way. So it's like... <laughs> One of my buddies, he fucking, he was like slurping a beer through the headset mic when we were playing games one time. And I was like, dude, can you stop that? Seriously, I can't stand that fucking sound. So then he goes, oh yeah. And he starts doing it even more. I fucking muted him. And we didn't play for, like, a week after that. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck you. I can't do it. <laughs> and then he did it. He did it again, like, uh, a month back. <laughs> and I was like, dude, don't even start doing that shit again. I was like, I will literally fucking shut this shit off right now. And you will not hear from me for, like, a week. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah, dude. Last time you did that shit, didn't talk to you for a week. I hate that sound that much. And the rest of the movie, it doesn't even fit that. Like, if they're trying to irk you <laughs> that much, because I know it is a a kind of, I don't want to say popular, but it's it's a very common neurological disorder to not like the sound of people chewing or slurping stuff. So if they were going for a purposeful sense of irritation, it doesn't fit the rest of the movie. Because... No. The movie is, I, I, it's it's not but, light, but it, it, it kind of is. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's fun and entertaining, and it's not really angsty at all. It's it's more, no. it's pretty yeah, it's a slasher point. flick. You know, it's not a lot of jump scares and shit like that. It's a lot of. The slashers are known for their fake outs. Yeah. Definitely. Although, uh, if you see enough of them, you can almost <laughs> you, you can almost guess what everybody's going to do back in the 80s. All right. Dumb fucking cats. All right. So, so you would have turned it off earlier because of that noise if we weren't doing this podcast. Uh, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> just to be dead ass serious if i was watching that movie by myself i i would have i would have muted it or fast forwarded through it at least but uh yeah pretty close to shutting it off there's there's another movie that i really liked i won't get into what it was or talk about the movie itself but uh paul giamatti is in it and i fucking love him but 
in this movie, I wanted to punch him in his face. He's eating and he's like chomping and slurping and shit. And I hate that. I don't understand why directors do that in movies or why actors do it if it's not a directed thing. I it's I wouldn't fucking allow it. Like, if I'm ever working on a film and somebody starts doing that, I'm off. I'm done. I'm leaving the set. I'm fucking punching everybody that's there. I'm kicking the first baby on the way out. Like, I fucking, I cannot stand that shit. What was the movie? Oh, um, Hangover. Uh, Hangover 2, I think, or He's in the or Hangover? Three? I, or was it the Hangover? I, I don't know. I don't think Paul Giamatti. Maybe it's the not the Hangover. All I remember is they're in a restaurant, and three or four dudes are talking to Paul Giamatti... And it's it's a restaurant in like the top of a skyscraper too. I can't fucking remember the name of the movie now. Yeah, who cares? Either way, I I almost like it's almost towards the end of the movie, and right then I almost walked out of the theater. Like sure. I was I was done. I couldn't do it. This movie, however, I'm glad that I I made it through and you stuck. stuck. Yeah, it was it was so worth it. Like yeah, the movie, movie is it's it's really well shot and the the scenes, the deaths, just the whole premise of the movie actually, I mean it was it was it's unique and good. It's it's really fun. Let's talk about the And I, I hate saying that horror movies are fun, but I mean they are to me. I fucking love them, so Oh they are fun. They're supposed to be fun. Yeah. If you know you like them. <laughs> I find them all fun, and a lot of people are... Well, I mean, horror lovers agree, but... <laughs> a lot of people are like are scared, and I, I've just never been that person. Except for one movie, Child's Play. Fucking Chucky. <laughs> Fucking Chucky. <laughs> you don't like Chucky? Oh, I love him now, when I was a kid. Like, up until I was 13 years old, dude, I had nightmares. Other than that, I, I loved everything about horror movies. I used to have dreams about Freddy and Jason, but it was me trying to go to hell with them. So, I mean, that's that's a true story that's for another day. <laughs> so, Freddy and Jason didn't scare you, but Chucky, Chucky. Yeah, dude, Chucky got me. Can you believe that shit? My sister had a lot of dolls and shit, and... Oh. On top of that, like, I don't know, man. It was something about fucking Chuck, dude. He he got me. I mean, buddy dolls were a real thing. And that's what Chucky was based on, that Charles Lee Ray possesses, was a good guy doll, was a, a my buddy doll. And yeah, um, in the 80s, a lot, of, a lot of people had my buddies. And... Um, yeah, I was like, the fuck out of here with that. And speaking of uh, Chucky, like the state fair and stuff like that, all the carnival games, they had fucking good guy dolls that you could win there. So everywhere you went, you saw this creepy ass redheaded stepchild and you were just, oh man, 
Oh, man, I wish I had one, though. Oh, my God, I wish I would have got one of the original ones, too. And a My Buddy doll. They're, they're fucking rare. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, back to this movie and the premise. So, um, you want to do it? I mean, you you introduced me to the movie. You've seen it. <laughs> we well, yeah, I mean, I've seen it now, but, I mean, you can run through the premise. All right, so the... <laughs> they're an acting group and they're doing a play about a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> and for some, she like hurts her ankle. So the wardrobe lady takes her to a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop right there. <laughs> so this chick's ankle is rolled and her friend, the wardrobe lady drives her to a psychiatrist to look at her ankle <laughs> Because they're all doctors. So I I have to touch on this before we go further. This dude sets her down on a fucking bed, like a, a hospital bed, you know, not like a bed bed. And he starts rubbing her thigh <laughs> and telling her that that should be better. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, I was... It starts hurting I, later. Like, and he's not even massaging her thigh. He's like caressing it sexually, sensually, like erotically. I was like, okay, this is not how oh. doctors work on ankles. No. And then all all the time he was doing that, he was explaining one of the patients that are yeah. what, across the he's, way. He's describing our, our villain. He's our expedition, of, exposition. Yeah, he's... Here, let me tell you all about the killer that's going to murder your entire crew. Yeah. Anyway, continue. The plot thickens. So he... The killer escapes from the room across from where she's getting her... Um... <laughs> yeah, her leg rubbed down. Thigh rub. <laughs> yeah, because an orderly so... goes in there with what? I don't even know what was on his fucking tray. Was it food? It looked like... Just, it looked like utensils, like fucking syringes, and I don't know. Maybe he was giving him uh, medicine. Yeah, I guess I just answered my own question. Medicine and a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So he kills the kills the orderly, the nurse or whatever, and disappears. But you you really know where they're at, where he's at, because the next scene is them, yeah, pulling up. You, you to knew he the was in theater. the back. Of the, I knew he was in the back of the fucking car immediately. Don don don, don don don. But also, who else is in the fucking back of the car? Is the goddamn cat? Yeah. Why was the cat <laughs> in there? I don't know. So they're. <laughs> They're they're doing a play about a serial killer with an owl mask, which I think the mask is fucking cool. Yeah, the owl head is definitely um, probably the most unique slasher mask, I want to say, I've ever seen. And I mean, that's taken into account Leatherface and every slasher movie I've ever seen, so... well, I guess it, we got hockey masks and skin masks and 
William Shatner masks. Yep. Yep. We we definitely have the Shatner mask. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't know why that mask is so creepy. I don't know, probably because it's from Devil's Reign. It's cursed. You know what's funny about that? Since you brought up the the Michael Myers mask being, um, William Shatner cursed. No, not not the curse. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was at the store with my son um, years ago, and it was right around I don't know summer. So I don't know why they had masks out, but there were professional wrestler masks and they had a john cena mask and my first thought was damn that'd make a good serial killer mask (laughs) i was like you turn that bitch inside out it's scarier than the michael myers one (laughs) oh my god so back to the plot this fucking killer rides in the back of the car to the stage and i (laughs) I still don't understand why, but the wardrobe lady goes into the stage and then immediately after is like, oh, I left my lights on. And she goes outside. (laughs) The lights on the car are off. She shuts the tailgate, which is now open. Or the hatch, rather. I guess it's not a tailgate. But she closes the hatch on this wagon. And then she gets in the car. And turns the lights on. Then the cat yeah, and then up. cat scare. <laughs> and then you see the killer run across the field like 50, 60 yards out in front of the car. They're not trying to hide him, though. Like, they, they, they show you that he's there. They don't really give a fuck. Yeah, I don't get why he's all out in the field. <laughs> but then... I like the fact he's a real person, so you're going to see him walking around. He's not like... Oh yeah, he, he's. So, I mean, I kind of like the fact that he's real. <laughs> and then she gets out of the car, turns around. All her wind. You know what? I skipped ahead past something. She is in the car, and all of her windows are leaking. Every single one is dripping yeah. into the car, and the camera cuts to each window dripping. Her looking at each window dripping, wipes one of them, doesn't try to roll up any windows, gets out of the car, turns yeah. around pickaxe to the fucking face right but any other movie she would have been killed in the car yeah absolutely i liked the fact that she got out of the car and that's when she gets it the cat gets her in the car the killer gets her after she gets out and (laughs) i don't know how but the pickaxe goes into her mouth and even though her head is not bent upwards the pick goes down the throat because it definitely doesn't come out the back of her head. It doesn't come out the back of her neck. It It's like she swallowed it. Okay. But still great. I don't care. I don't care about the little inconsistencies. The movie is... It's kind of wicked awesome. Yeah. I, I thought it had been a good movie to talk about because it's... The... So the they find the body. <laughs> yeah, everybody leaves the stage because this chick goes out there, starts screaming, and she's like, oh, my God. Runs back into the stage. Everybody goes outside. The cops come. They're standing there staring at the body. The director of the production that they're all partaking in 
is staring at a puddle for for yeah. the entire time they're looking at the body. And then he instead comes, of he comes up with a genius idea. <laughs> instead of dismissing everybody and them just leaving right then and there, they all go back inside the theater. <laughs> Yeah. And the director locks it, it everybody in. <laughs> no, because he sent most everyone home but six people. Yeah, I suppose. Which is the only really six people that were there anyway. But Yeah, it's all the people that are in the production. Yeah. And his... Uh... Right, he goes, no, send everyone home but this person, this person, <laughs> this person, this person. That's everyone that you just... <laughs> yeah. And then he locks everybody in. <laughs> He's like, fuck it, we're changing the play. The killer is now the real killer. And I'm, I mean that, like, he changes the they character in the production from an unnamed killer to the name of the killer that just killed this chick. Because that's tasteful. And everybody's just like, all right, cool, let's run with that. Well, he... He also comes up with the idea to tell the <laughs> journalists and stuff that are reporting... With the murder, and uh, we're gonna be talking about the show that she was an actress and not working in the order. So he was trying to use this for marketing. Yes. And then he changes the name of the killer to the insane guy that just recently escaped. <laughs> yeah, it's totally tasteful. Hmm. I can see people really doing it though. So. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's not like that's never been done before. There's no. there's a few stage productions I can think of where uh, people have died. Actually, there's there's one I can think of where countless people died during a fire in the actual theater. And mm-hmm. yeah, some people are just kind of tasteless. So that happened. well, and then the the gay guy, he, <laughs> Brett, uh, Brett, Brett, the guy who gets his dick cut off in Cannibal Ferox. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna. His name's not Brett anymore. His name is it's Dick Slice. The guy who got his dick cut off in Cannibal Ferox, <laughs> right between the eyes. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. So Brett. Brett so, is trying to find his fucking owl costume. It's missing. Oh my god. <laughs> and I don't even know. He got knocked out. I'm guessing. We don't find out until... We don't find out what happens to Brett until later in the movie, but he fucking loses his outfit to the actual killer who replaces him in the production. Goes on stage <laughs> And is just Michael Myers walking up to this chick who's on stage performing with some terribly dubbed screams. And the director is screaming, what are you waiting for? Kill her. (laughs) So then he starts stabbing her for real. And the director doesn't even fuck. What's with the knife? (laughs) Yeah, what's with the knife? That's not a part of the play. (laughs) That's all he says. What's with the knife? And then this dude just starts stabbing her. And everybody's watching. Like, everybody. It kind of reminds you of the when. Remember when we we're talking about Rabbit when he like when the guy jumps on the other guy in the filming of um, Rabbit. 
Yeah, when they're right. Making the TV show. And the director's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Go with that. And he's fucking ripping out his neck, and the director's just like, yeah, this is way better than what I wrote. Yeah, and this, <laughs> and this one, you just like stabbing the fuck out this lady, and she's just like, ah, that's not a part of the. <laughs> yeah, but they, they just watch. Like, yeah, nobody too... rushes the stage. They don't even rush the killer as he starts to walk away. He doesn't even run off stage. He, he just... just walks away. Yeah, cool. I'm out. I'm gonna get back to you guys in a little bit. <laughs> and... Well, by then, does he know the entire time that all the doors are locked? I don't. I don't know if he knew that everybody was locked in. But just I like, don't why, think. Why aren't they cared. leaving? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not even concerned with the fact that everybody's there just watching him stab this chick. He's just slowly <laughs> stabbing her repeatedly. I mean, he stabs her, what, like six times? Nobody does a damn thing, and then they all just stand there and watch, and then he leaves? Yeah, and he just disappears. Yeah. And then, uh, God, what? who got it next? I'm, oh, Ferrari. Uh... Well, even before that, the um, before Brett gets it, the girl's yeah. in the dressing room, and yeah, but she's he doesn't mess with, do anything to her. Well, he just tries to get into her dressing room, and yeah, but he messes with it the word, and then yeah, yeah. they think it's him. Yeah, they think it's Brett. <laughs> but it's funny, like he's messing with the door, and he goes, "If you keep doing it, I'm gonna scream." She screams, and he just walks away. Like, he doesn't run off. No. <laughs> he does a because He doesn't his... run the whole time. They totally, I mean, you know, slashers didn't run. Yeah, but he's not immortal like any other slasher. He's... True, he is not the embodiment of evil like, uh, well, I mean, when Michael Myers was originally written, he wasn't, you know, the demonic persona that he later came to be jason Voorhees wasn't immortal when he was written he just i don't know he took a bunch of bullets yeah he became immortal like they all did they just every fucking slasher became unkillable just for the sake of the series so they could keep making them and i'm not mad at it i i liked michael myers throughout every single halloween um some of his masks were less than yeah okay less than good yeah jason uh same thing loved every iteration of i, I like, like when he's more zombified like it makes sense yeah i i just dies in every i didn't understand movie. why he had a different hockey mask in every single film I preferred the burlap. Side. I was a fan of the burlap. I'm not gonna lie. I think, uh, I think two, he looked creepier. I like the hockey mask though. I I also, yeah. I don't know why his prosthetic, like, like his his makeup, is different in every single one. He's got a different face in every movie. A different face. A different mask. Different clothes. I think I, like I think my zombie. favorite though is, um, which which one was it? Jace or fuck, Friday the Thirteenth? I want to say 
six where he comes out from the lake where he gets chained up at the bottom of the lake. I think that's the end of five new blood. I think. No, I think that's seven. Is it seven where he comes up from the bottom of the lake? I think so. Cause then like eight Manhattan, is, um, the Manhattan. Yeah. One. So I think it's the one before Manhattan. Cause the one when um, Tommy Jarvis comes back, right? Yeah. The are you talking about the one where he's chained up? On yeah, the you're right. It's, it's seven. The... It's the one where Tommy Jarvis comes back as an adult. Yeah, and he like impels him in lightning strikes. <laughs> right, we could get into Friday Thirteenth later. Cause... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to go through on that. Like the fact that you know uh, Manhattan looks an awful lot like Canada. <clears throat> Good job, guys. And how we just keep reanimating fucking Jason. <laughs> hey. I'm like not going to lie, the whole and Frankenstein just... bit, and actually the, the lightning rod one. I like I... it. Like, then, like, you can see his, like, uh, mask looks like it's a part, like, growing from his fucking head. Because of how, like, his skin's deteriorating, so it looks like his mask is his actual yeah. face. But the one where he comes up from the water is where he looks uh, kind of zombified. You know, his teeth, his skin has melted off the flesh and shit. It looks... That's my favorite makeup for him, for the actual face. Yeah. But this movie, <laughs> I love how he always gets sidetracked on shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he fucks with the girl. He takes Brett's costume. He goes to the stage. He murders the chick right in front of everybody. Then Ferrari, he's the financier of the production, or he is the... Yeah, he... well. He he's the the face he's, of the producers. He says that he's got investors in the production, so yeah. he's there on the behalf of investors. This guy, yeah. instead of just trying to bail, he well, they kind of the door. He didn't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, the doors been locked the entire time. Did they already know that the doors were all locked? Yeah, they were looking for the keys. Oh, right on. I wasn't sure because the chick that was killed on um, stage was the right. Girl you're that right. They the did fucking mention that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that mm. part. There's just so much going on in this movie that's amazing when you're trying to recap everything. <laughs> so, yeah, doors are locked. This dude knows this. Everybody's looking for keys, and instead of him partaking in the search for the only way to exit, he goes grabs the checks that he cut everybody, burns the checks, picks up all the cash and stuffs it in his jacket, and then goes to the door to try and get out, knowing that it's locked. Yeah. Which is where he gets stabbed in the neck or chest or something. It kind of does a little cutaway thing. Well, he first tries to give the killer money. <laughs> like the killer really yeah, gets... he does. He, he tries to give him like $10,000 in a wad. Because they're all hundreds, so I'm guessing that's at least a stack of a hundred hundreds. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's so great. Blood splatter on the hundreds. Killer walks away. Again, does not run. He's just like, cool, you're done. I'm out. The killer don't kill all fucks. Strings that dude up by his feet. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Oh, my God. Now I get to get to one of my favorite death scenes in the movie. The drill through the door. <laughs> Man. It's a, 
he goes to the workshop and they the camera goes over like every fucking tool that they have there's like saws and everything and you just imagine the killer going "Mm." yeah choices (laughs) choices I do like that though I like that in movies when when the killer has to take pause because there's just too much to choose from. He doesn't know which um, but usually it's like <laughs> if Jason has a pick between like a pitchfork and a machete, he grabs a machete. You know he's gonna take the yeah. machete. But this, he's going through all these tools, something that would be like quiet and easy to use, and he picks this big fucking power. Which tool. I have to point out. Does not have a battery pack. No, it's it a cord. It has a cord. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just imagine him. Because <laughs> given the scene, so he tries to break into the dressing room where everybody's holed up really quick. A couple people leave the dressing room to, I don't know, go search for the keys again. Find the keys. Or look for the killer. Nope, it was look for the keys. And yeah, they're still looking for the keys. The fucking the killer punches his arm through a glass window that looks like it's on the side of a ship. One of those round windows. Who knows why it's on the dressing room and grabs the director's number two around the throat in a chokehold and pulls him up tight against the door. And then. He's already the got the drill plugged like in planned out. for this, or like he fucking reached <laughs> down and plugged the shit in. I don't know. But he. And this girl's just freaking yeah, out. The chick, and like she's about to stab his The hand. chick just screaming. Everybody else is trying to do something and hold the door. And this chick is just standing back, screaming bloody murder with, again, the worst overdubbed scream ever. Oh. And he starts drilling through this guy's abdomen. It's fucking awesome. It is kind of great. I really, I enjoyed that death scene. I had a, he had to find an outlet. <laughs> plug in his power drill. And hopefully it, hopefully it, like. Hopefully he needed it where... because he couldn't have possibly reached down and plugged it in while he's got his arm through the window <laughs> strangling this dude. He preemptively had yeah. that bitch plugged in. Yeah, and it's not like he had it planned either. Like. You would think he would have to have some plan, but I don't think he was planning on drilling it through the guy. He must have been dr- planning on taking it and drilling out a lock or something. And he just got to kill him. Yeah. And then he kills the guy. Everyone's still screaming, and he's like, oh, shit, and walks away. Because <laughs> right after that, the two guys that are looking for the keys, they come and Yo. open it. <laughs> Dude, so I'm going to take pause in this podcast to shout out Diana Prince, a.k.a. Darcy the Male Girl from Joe Bob Briggs just joined Slasher and sent me a friend request. Oh, shit. Sweet. Yeah, right? 
That's cool. Totally. All right, so back to the movie. <laughs> this fucking guy drills through this dude's abdomen, and the director, who we haven't even begun to notate how much of a dick this dude is, although he's been a dick throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, he's been a huge asshat, right locks everybody in. He fucking changes the production to involve the actual killer and try to make money. He's a prick to everybody involved in the production. This dude actually has an emotional moment. I think he was in love with his second in command. The I don't know. He has a full story. He has a full arc in like five minutes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> a full fucking like change of heart and everything. Yeah, you kind of want him to be like the survivor, like because he's like gonna go out and try to find this guy. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, he is so fucking. He is, I don't know, man. He is so dickish, and then all of a sudden he's got a heart, which is good. I mean, it's great. It works for the movie. It works for the story. It kind of makes sense for him. The only person he cared about in the production was the person that helped him with everything. Well, he. It's not like he doesn't really give a fuck. He he starts giving a fuck about everyone that's left. Yeah. Because he wants everyone to get out. <clears throat> but it kind of took that happening. Like, he don't give a fuck that the girl was just stabbed no. to death. Because he's like, he where the No keys? shits. He's <laughs> just like, all right, everybody. We're going to continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't give a fuck that the wardrobe lady gets pickaxe in the face. He doesn't give a fuck that the girl who just who hid the keys is just stabbed the stabbed to death during the play. He don't give a fuck about that. He cares about the keys, though. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's all about them keys. But when this guy dies with a power drill, he he's like, "Fuck!" Now he cares about everyone in the group. He's going to track this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah. He's he's all about it. <laughs> he fucking immediately grabs. So we also didn't touch on the fact that two members of the production just found out that they're going to have a baby. And the first thing that the chick says when she finds out is, don't worry, I'll abort it again. <laughs> yeah. No, no don't so, abort this, baby. We'll yeah, this. so then the dude's like, no, we're going to keep this one. So yeah. then we're in this, you know, room. The assistant is dead. He picks the father that just found out he's going to have a baby to go out and search for the killer. Well, no one really knows yet. So yeah, he doesn't. He hasn't told anybody that they're having a baby or anything like that. It's just their luck. <laughs> they they decide that they're going to keep this one baby on the night the the killer escapes. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking luck right there. Yeah, it's such bad luck. So, he's got to go help the, the, the director find the keys. And then they're going to go track the guy down. <laughs> then there's uh, they go and they find well who they think is the killer 
Yeah. And <laughs> so the fucking the director beats this dude with an axe, just swinging on him repeatedly. And guess what? It's Brett. <laughs> Yeah, and take off his mask and that's <laughs> They fuck it. He axe murdered Brett. The super gay guy. Yeah. And I mean he's not super gay. You would not even know if it wasn't for the terrible dubbing. Yeah. So then they're getting chased by the real killer. Oh, wait. No, the chick falls through the floor, right? Oh, my God. The pregnant chick falls through the fucking boards in the floor, and her boyfriend is pulling her up. And guess what? He only gets her upper torso. (laughs) Which you don't know what the killer has right now. Like, you don't know how You you, you don't hear anything. You just... It's an upper torso. So then this dude with a lead pipe jumps down into the hole... Which, for some reason, it was pretty deep. It's full of water. Yeah, I mean, let's, so there's the water. Let, there's a slushy one. Let, let's just fucking call it what it is—a shitty fucking weird choice. Like, why is it flooded? For one, for two, they're in the rafters of the theater, but they only drop down ten feet. Later, when the killer fucking has a moment. You see just how high up they actually are, but when this happens, it's ten feet. Yeah, he's able to stand, like land on his feet. But you know what's gonna happen. Like, you know he's gonna try to fight, but you don't know what the killer has, and all of a sudden he just walks up with a fucking chainsaw. And <laughs> it's it is it is definitely one of the the shittiest chainsaw moments for a uh, a person being attacked with one that I, I've ever seen. And then the other one is right after that. But <laughs> this one, the guy is just laying there while this dude comes at him with a chainsaw. He lets him cut him in half, just like his girlfriend. Yeah, but then, like, everyone's looking on top of the hole and the light shines on the fucking killer and he just looks up, like... It looks like a well, he's wearing the owl mask, but it looks like a deer in the headlights. He has a chainsaw and he just fucking looks up. He's like, "Yeah, fucking awesome." And then he walks away. (laughs) 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 Then the director decides he wants to try to fight the killer. He what gets a chainsaw? To the arm. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you skipped the fucking epic moment. The director and one of the actresses are running away from the killer, and the director throws the actress at the killer <laughs> to try. He became get a away. dick again. Yeah, he just <laughs> immediately goes asshat all over again. <laughs> And the killer barely clips this chick in the shoulder with the chainsaw. You don't see any blood come off of her, nothing. And then he goes up to the director who is like, you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. (laughs) The fucking killer cuts his arm off with the chainsaw. And then the chainsaw dies. The director, not in shock or anything, bleeding from his fucking limb, tries to grab the axe. The killer steps on his hand, grabs the axe, 
cuts the director's head clean off. <laughs> it, it's kind of a great scene. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just, I can't, I can't even, I can't even get over that scene. It is, it's, the movie is so fucking fun, dude. It is, it's a really fun slasher movie. And to think, like, it was, what, like, 1987? Yeah, this um, director was working um, as um, Dario Argento's assistant for many years before he was. Before he went off on his own? Yeah, that's that's pretty great. I I think he did a really really great job. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I'm a fan of Italian horror movies and everything, but I think I think this has has the potential to be in the top five most fun I've seen. Not not the top five like scariest or gruesome, but definitely fun it was it gets pretty gruesome though it it is gruesome i'm not saying it's not but i I could think of a a, quite a few more that are a lot more brutal especially gory not slasher ones per se but yeah there's some fucked up ones but as far as slasher ones go i would I would I would put it in the top five just for like brutality and fun, but it's I'm I'm really surprised that I had not seen this movie before. I had never even heard of it. Yeah, I watched it a long time ago, and I saw that it was on Shutter, and I was like, "This movie is something we should talk about." It's definitely worth it. Okay, so. Let's finish up the. Well, so he goes and basically kills everyone, other than one girl. Let's skip a couple things, but like, um, all he's doing is setting them up, all the bodies up on a stage, in different positions, and he sits there and he's holding the cat, taking a nap. Like that that was like funny. He just sits there like he's he wanted to be a part of the show, I guess. I don't know what he was really doing, but he props them up like they're the mannequins. The <laughs> girl <laughs> Oh my god. Him staging all of the people he's killed is is probably one of the best sequences. In a slasher movie, it's it's reminiscent of. Um, it's not as gruesome as uh, you would know this. Which which Texas Chainsaw is it? Where they they mock up the bodies at the table. Oh fuck! I, I want to say it was the shitty one, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It might be, but it, it kind of reminds me of. Um... It's almost as like House of a Thousand Corpses, Fish Boy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's almost as defining as like you know when Michael Myers stabs the guy and he stays onto the the wall. Wall. Oh yeah. And he just like 
cocks his head and looks. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like that. I mean, it's a longer scene of that. Because he's just walking around. He looks at the body. He moves it a little bit. He walks again, and then he knocks off the head of the mannequin and takes the head of the director and puts it on. Like, he's just setting it up. Like, no one... He doesn't think anyone else is there, I think. I think... <laughs> yeah. He, well, he definitely doesn't know he's being watched. Oh, shit. Did we skip <laughs> over the fucking shower scene? Oh, yeah, we did. But we could just keep going. Cause well, we can, I but I, I have to time. notate one part of that. So the chick that barely got cut in the shoulder is profusely bleeding all over the place in the shower. I mean, it looks like... Um, God... All right, so I can't I can't think of the name of the movie where the chick gets murdered in the shower and there's blood everywhere, but there is blood psycho? all over the place. No, not necessarily <laughs> Psycho. Uh, there there is blood everywhere, though. I mean, top to fucking bottom, all over the curtain, all over her. She is caked in blood. And then the final girl, who we'll get to in a second, because it comes back to this scene. She stays she there knocked quiet. Out. Well, no, she's awake in the shower. She's sitting right next to her in the well, shower. No, the reason why she was skipped over is because she fell and got knocked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just notating that she just sits in the shower and watches this chick get killed because she doesn't want to oh, yeah. die, which I would do too. I'd fuck, dude, I'm silent. You're dead. And, yeah, back to the, the mocking up everybody, the final girl who was unconscious, skipped over, watched the chick die in the shower, goes to the office, finds the keys, finds a handgun, goes out to the stage, and sits there and watches this dude stage all these bodies. <laughs> so, but for some reason he has the key, and it's in the thing, or in the in between the boards, and he's sleeping, kind of. You know he's sleeping because whenever... She goes, pulls the key, and the fucking cat goes crazy. Like, it zooms in on his face, and his eye opens. So he's just, like, taking a nap, petting the cat, while she's, like, trying to get the key from under the boards. (laughs) Yeah, which is another great scene, because she's got a, a hex key, or an Allen wrench, if you know, you don't fucking know tool names. Uh, And she is trying to turn the key from underneath the stage. But when they go to the top of the stage to show the key being turned and show Lucifer, the cat with his terrible fucking meow dub, it's a paperclip fed through the hole of the key. (laughs) And I loved that. I loved how poorly they thought that out, the angle of it, everything, I, it's it's a total disconnect of believability, but the scene itself is great. Like there's there's yeah. little quirks in how they had to do things for the filming to actually get the shot, but the movie in a whole and everything is it's wonderful. It's it's so fun and it's not campy fun either. It's just it's enjoyable to watch. So she what? She's running under the stage. And the the fucking music up. cuts out. The key drops. You hear the key clank. 
the cat's fucking meowing like a little bitch. The killer fucking wakes up. She tries scurrying out from underneath the stage. He leans over and grabs her by the throat. She pulls the trigger. (laughs) Click. She pulls the trigger on the gun, which you absolutely hear go click like it's not loaded. Yeah, because it's not. It's totally loaded. The guy says she left the safety on. No, because he said he was going to teach her how to um, put one in the chamber. Yeah, but he also says she left the cha- or she left the safety on. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. And you can't chamber around with the safety on. Both of those are incorrect. You can chamber around with the safety on. You can't pull the trigger, which means you won't hear a click. Yeah. So I don't want to dig into the poor writing aspect of that, but this dude has never fired a gun. Yeah, don't don't talk this girl. Yeah. <laughs> But so she hasn't either. Yeah, obviously she fucking can't shoot him. So she runs. Is this immediately where she goes up the ladder to the top? Yeah. Yeah. So she, so so she, she gets away. Like she fucking like supposedly kills him, sets him on fire and he like screams for like five minutes and she leaves, but she, (laughs) She goes, and they're just like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. Fuck, I forgot my watch. She's got to go back. It's like, this watch is, like, super important to her. She's mentioned it three times throughout the movie. (laughs) This this chick really loves this fucking watch. It is so expensive. It's so expensive, in fact, that... Even though it fell off her hand and she knocks the killer. Wait, no, we're skipping over my other fucking, my other disconnect moment. The killer falls from the rafters in this theater and he lands on a table. Oh. Like, you <laughs> yeah. see the table the whole time he's up top. And then you watch him fall into this table. And then when it does the close up of him, there's no fucking table. He's just laying on the floor. Yeah, and then she goes down there to retrieve her watch. He grabs her ankles, and she—I don't even know where this burn barrel came from. Like I don't remember seeing it. I don't give a shit. Dumps it right over on him, lights his ass on fire, and it's—it's great. I mean, obviously, it's not CGI. This dude. It's a it's a horror movie in the eighties. Then there was no CGI. Yeah, there was no horror movie CGI. That shit was not in the budget. This was not fucking Star Wars or Star Trek or any mainstream thing that was gonna get you know Lucas a, to fucking do it CGI. The stunt man and a thing of gasoline. Yeah, this dude doesn't even look like he's wearing a burn suit. He's just straight on fire. And instead of rolling around or anything, he gets up and walks back on stage, man. He wants to be with his mock-up family. He's, he's all about it. Yeah. He wants them hugs. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> dude, oh, man, I, I want to watch the movie again. She comes back for her watch. <laughs> and she comes with the guy. And um, I guess she had the gun and safety or whatever. And... <laughs> You gotta shoot She's him right between the watch. eyes. But without the mask, he comes up, tries to attack her with a axe, <laughs> and the guy shoots him between the eyes, and he drops the axe, 
and it crushes her watch. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no. Like, the odds of that are just fucked. <laughs> this watch was so important that she comes back to the place everybody was dead, gets the watch, yeah. and then and the broke. killer gets shot in the face and drops an axe on it. And it breaks yeah. into, like, seven pieces, too. It doesn't just shatter the face. It fucking... The band breaks. The whole fucking nine. It's just gone. Yeah. And then he... I, this must have been the first time he's ever, like, shot someone because he just repeats it. You yeah. gotta shoot... shoot I shot him right between the eyes. You see that, Allie? You see that? Right yeah, like, between the eyes. But it looks, and he does. He, he says it, like, it. 14 times. But he says it in a different tone. Like, he's starting to, like, actually understand what he did. He just like Yeah, he, he does he eyes. does deliver the line with a sense of surprise. Like he is shocked that he actually hit the dude between the eyes. Yeah. He's shocked that he killed the guy. Which which is kind just, of uh I wanna say a little a little funny that he took the shot from 40 feet away about right past this chick's head and he is so shocked that he hit the dude it's like why did you take the shot <laughs> well it's either that I was gonna go through her head and get him or <laughs> he was gonna shoot them both and then leave the gun with the killer and just walk out find a new job he was like fuck I'm glad I didn't have yeah, to quit today <laughs> right I want to know why he was going to work in the first place. <laughs> Everybody got killed there the day before. Oh, I think he was like watching, like on guard. He, he, I'm not allowed to let yeah. anyone in. Please? Okay. Yeah, she grabs his beard. You know I love you. He's like, all right. You know I love you. I'll, uh, I'll let you in. Right between the eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Roll uh, fucking credits. <laughs> and then... So Before you, we roll credits, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Go ahead. You're probably gonna say the same thing I, I was that. gonna say. So say it. No, you no, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> All no, right. No, go ahead. Just the say fucking it. right before the credits roll. This dude is laying on the ground. He's got a gaping wound in his forehead, right between the eyes. I had to say it one more time. And he looks <laughs> at the camera and fucking raises his eyebrows like. I don't know if you know anything about headshots, but if you get shot Mm -hmm. in one half of your brain, you can actually live. You can survive. If you get shot from side to side and it doesn't penetrate the the central um, guy, what is it? The fuck. I know brain anatomy too. And I'm just, I'm all fucking hyped up on monster, dude. I started drinking a second one. (laughs) It, it doesn't if it doesn't penetrate the center of the brain the brain can survive and you can live you'll definitely have brain damage uh and depending mm-hmm. on which side of your brain it will be different but if you get shot down the center of your brain and it pierces mm. the part that I'm trying to fucking remember the name of it's you're dead instantly i mean your brain will function for right a, a matter of minutes but you don't, there's no surviving that. You're not, and this dude 
like we said, he he's not immortal. He is not Michael Myers. He's not Jason Voorhees. He's not Freddy Krueger. He's not Charles Lee Ray. He's he's just a dude that killed a bunch of actors, went to a mental hospital, and then came back and killed a bunch of actors. Some more actors. <laughs> and he gets shot yeah. right between the eyes. <laughs> Fucking where did he get shot? Right between the eyes, Ellie. <laughs> and fuck it, he, he's just like, what's up, guys? He totally lives. Cut two, roll credits, fucking done. Yeah. So, you I, liked it? I liked it. I, I, can't, I can't give it in the fours, but I would definitely give this movie a fucking... I'll go as high as a three nine just for, I mean, being the 80s and Italian and, oh my God. The soundtrack. I didn't even touch on the soundtrack. But that's it's part wow. of my rating is the soundtrack. It's a total fucking rip from Fright Night. I swear to God, it's the it's same shit. Except for when the final girl is fucking with the killer. It's the Top Gun soundtrack. I don't get it. It's montage. Sucks. It doesn't make sense, but it totally fucking... It made me happy. I loved it. It adds it to the funness of the film. I don't know if that's a good thing, but to me, it's always a good thing. And I definitely go 3.9. The, the cinematography is amazing. The direction is great. The The acting is, is really well done. The dubs totally set it back. The slashing sounds totally fucking kill it for me. But, I mean... None of none of the kills are played out, and that's that's a really hard thing to do back then. I mean, yeah, it it took a lot of you know <laughs> my generation growing up and starting to make horror films to come up with a lot of the crazy creative death scenes that you see now, and that's because we were raised on fucking movies like this, and yeah. It's unique. I mean, you see some of the stuff in other movies, but you didn't see it until later. I want to say a lot of the stuff that happens in this, like the drill through the door, that comes up in a couple movies that came out after this was done. And the chainsaws, like people getting cut in half and shit, the the effects were really well done. It's... For when it was made and where it was made, you you know that it's going to be a great movie. I mean, I do going yeah. in. You give me a fucking 80s Italian slasher movie, and I know what I'm getting into right away, and I know that it's going to be it's going to be good. I I wasn't I wasn't worried about it one bit being good. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, though. I mean, you bring up the fact that he worked with Argento and fucking... If you would have said that going into it, I would have been... I would have been more prepared <laughs> for what I was... You know. Because that, that sloshing sound, again, to bring that up, that totally fucking had me worried. I was like, if this movie is full of that, I can't do it. But it only happened twice, and the second one didn't even make any sense. Again, there was no water, so... I was like, why are you doing this to me? It's a fucking coffee pot! Oh, but yeah, I, I'd go three nine, man. I I really did enjoy the movie. 
I I think it's I think it's a classic, and I've only seen it once. I'll definitely oh Bourbon at Monster. I will definitely watch this movie again, and I would definitely recommend it to people. I I'm fucking gonna recommend it to people right now. I'm logging into Slasher. It's on. I have to add this to my watch What's list. Up? Oh yeah. It is already on my watch list. I hope so. <laughs> I right. I uh Yeah, I fucking Aquarius. Yeah. Is is that the same movie? Yeah. All right. Stage fire Aquarius. Good. I am giving it, oh, I can only go 3.5 or 4. Fuck it. I'm going 4. I'll give it the 4 stars. It breaks 4. What about you? I think we should start writing reviews on What do you, fuck it, oh, what do you, uh, (laughs) what would you rate it as? Um, I'd give it a 4. You'd give it the four? Yeah. yeah. I think it's worth it. I think it... I think it has... It's got a lot more high points. Yeah, it's it's just awesome. I'm going to figure out a different rating scale, like scheme that we could do for this. Because I don't... Like, these older movies, I don't really want to rate. Like, we could rate them, but I think there should be a different rating system for, like, new movies if we were going to, like, go to a theater and go, hey, I'll give this movie, like, one out of five. I think these older movies need a different rating. Yeah. Like, uh... I think... So, we'll figure that out. I think, um... Yeah, God. I I almost want to say that older movies should should stick to a five star rating and I think newer movies should be a ten star rating. Almost. We'd have to get into like the semantics of why I'm saying that, which is for another day, but I think I think newer horror movies have a lot more points that they need to hit because of the abilities they have and the materials they have. And if I, well, I think what makes horror better, like especially in the old horror is because of their limitations and made them more. Creative. Right. Which is why I'm saying now a, a four star to... rating on an older movie should be a stronger review than uh, a four star rating on a on new it. one. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I feel that. like newer movies have a lot more that they need to compete with, and if they they have a lot more areas they can fail in, especially because too often they go driven by shit that horror movies should not be driven by: jump scares or fucking CGI shit. It's it's almost unfortunate that they do away with all of the great things that 
you know, have been at their disposal for 40 years. Like, you, you go oh, back to a lot, lot of easier. shit. Claymation, puppets, stuff like that that they used for movie monsters or stuff like And now it gets CGI'd and it looks stupid to me. I miss animatronics and puppets and yeah, fucking claymation was the shit. Yeah. What was All that right, movie? So... The Gate? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> You see, if you remade that now, they would CGI all of that shit, and it would look terrible. Well, if you redid this movie, I'm sure Eli Roth would do it, and <laughs> it would be like CGI blood and <laughs> and some like um, environmental thing jammed in there for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, what is going on with this? Alright. Slasher's not working for me. It's not letting me comment or message people. Um, uh, yeah, it's... Oh man. This was definitely one of the... This is definitely one of the good ones, I guess, I want to say. Yeah, that's a good one. Alright, so you want to tell the people where they can Absolutely. You can find me in St. Louis. No, I'm just kidding. So, my name is Jeff, but you can find me on all social media from fucking Twitch, Snapchat, Twitter, Periscope, Kick, you name it. You can find me at GFBird, G-E-E-F Bird, my favorite and most prominent social app, aside from doing a lot of networking on Twitter, is Slasher the social network for horror lovers. It's an amazing community. I love it so much. I say it in every single podcast. I say it all over all the other social medias I have. Slasher is, it's like my home. I feel at home there. Such a great community. So many great people. I I would prefer everybody that listens to the podcast join Slasher and look for me there. As well as Sid. Yeah, I'm on there too. At Slippery Cannibal. Yep. I yep. wish I, I knew right. how to say uh, slippery in in Latin. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool. Because <laughs> I already know how to say cannibal. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, thanks Look everybody for listening. And we will catch you next time. All right.